So, Sunsil spoke out, making me focus my attention on him. Who was that? I blinked, and once I noticed what he was asking, I tried to dodge the question. Who was who? Sunsil stared at me, and his eyes narrowed, one eyebrow raising. Don't play dumb with me. I'll ask again. Who was that? Um, my eyes looked around anywhere but the other's piercing eyes. I knew that as soon as I made eye contact with himself, I'd break and tell him everything. The last thing I need is for him to see me again, all ugly and snotty. Fine, I get it. He sighed, noticing how quiet I've been since he asked a question and haven't looked at him in the eyes. Don't tell me anything. It isn't my biz isn't any of my business. I won't ask anymore. In my mind I was happy. It's a tone of voice he said his words and made a tug at my heartstrings. I remember back at how Senso, even though I was a complete stranger, told me about his past life and how he suffered the loss of his most loved one. I felt horrible. I'm being selfish. If Senso can tell me all those things, why can't I do the same? Come on, Ari, are you okay? I flinched and realized that I had been staring into space, so lost in the conflict between my inner thoughts. Is something hurting you? I stuck my head and looked down. No. I didn't say anything, and a few minutes passed before I let it aside. Toya. What? That guy. His name is Toya. He was... My hands trembled, and I felt a lump in my throat that was exceptionally hard for me to swallow. My, my, my ex. I heard Sensor gasp quietly in his breath. Your ex? Yes. I slowly look up at him and see the sadness and worry filled in his eyes. I knew that looked too well, and even though it might hurt me, I need to finally get these emotions and anger out of my chest. Tommy, it's about time I tell you my tragic tale, huh? I chuckled as mouth sadly at him, holding my body close. My heartbeat pounded loudly in my chest, and all my senses felt as if they were going completely numb. Flashback of memories rushed from my mind, and I felt my lip quiver. It began during high school, I began. Sensel stared at me, and didn't say anything. We were high school sweethearts. We were a really happy couple, until... And the cutest couple for our senior prom goes to... Toya and Kaminari! Loud cheers echoed throughout the gymnasium walls. The blonde and the raven smiled to one another before walking towards the stage that was blue, that was booming with loud congratulatory music and colorful streamers. The couple took their place on the stage as they watched the crowd of students cheer loudly for them. Some hanging, hell yeah, others saying, I was that with Ross, babe. The older came up and tapped on the microphone lightly, getting everyone's attention to your words. Thank you, guys. Toya spoke, his eyes never settling down to stare at one student and look at them all. It means a lot to us that y'all think Dinky and I make a cute couple, even though personally I think it's not true because there's a lot of other cuter couples. Y'all think differently? Thank y'all. Thank you already. <laughs> Everyone in the gymnasium chuckled along with Toya. Toya gave a light push to Kamenari to say a few words into the night, but his face heated up and he shook his head. Come on, babe, at least you thank them, Toya whispered, 
and Kamarani looked down before reluctantly moving towards the microphone. His voice quivered. Uh, thank you guys for the vote. I mean, means a lot that you think Toya and I are a cuter couple. Everyone cheered and clapped as they were being sour with praises and colorful confetti. Their bodies were decorated with a white sash with the words that read, Cutest Couple of 20XX. And nearly made flower crowns rest, a neatly made flower crown rested above their heads. Toyo laughed before pulling the blind close and kissing him on the stage. The stage light twinkled brightly and illuminated the kissing couple. Cheers from every corner rang inside the blonde eardrums. Kamenari felt so embarrassed, but nonetheless kissed his over back, somewhat content of the happy moment. They walked off the stage with smiles on their faces and hands entwined together. The couple headed backstage and left out for the door in the back. They sat on the bench where it was clearer people in cars. The place was secluded and rather lonely since everyone was inside the gymnasium, dancing or doing whatever teenagers do nowadays. Toya and Kamenari sat on the bench and sat in silence, taking in all the peace and quiet the evening could bring. The wind blew right on Kamenari's neck as he shivered slightly, turning to Toya. I didn't expect to win that at all, he spoke honestly. Toya turned to look at his son and smiled. Neither did I, babe, but hey, at least now you know that even everyone thinks of her a cute couple. I know, Kamenari chuckled, even if we're a senior freshman couple. You're still hung up on that, Toya asked, his eyebrows frowning. I told you, babe, that doesn't matter at all. Simone smiled. I know. For me, it's still weird, and I'm still getting used to it. It's not being, it's not easy being the one class they call well for dating a senior. Toya chuckled and ruffled the blonde soft locks, bringing his body close to his. Like I've told you many times. I'll kick your asses for even picking on my pretty dandelion. You need to stop calling me that. Never, Toya smirked, and stole a kiss from the potty bong, my pretty dandelion. Hey, Dobby! A young male around his early twenties came to tote young Kaminari. He had blue hair and his lips were so chapped. The blonde wanted to pull out and offer a chapstick to the poor man. You and old boyfriend made it! Of course. Toya hugged the man and did a handshake with the man. I wouldn't miss it for the world, Tomara. Hi, Kamenari Chimley waved at the man. Oh yeah, babe, meet Sigaraki Tomara. Tomara, meet my baby. Kamenari Denki, yeah, I know. Sigaraki rolled his eyes and scoffed. You talk about him all the time. You talk about him all the time you come here. How could I not know who he is? Kamenai watched as they engaged in a conversation before they were dragged inside the large house where the party was being held. As they walked inside, Kamenai saw all the things, saw all the adults talking amongst themselves. Others were drinking on the couch or engaging in drink-like games, and some were on the table sniffling some sort of white powder to which Kamenai guessed to be drugs. Alright, I'll leave you all to alone. See Rocky said and handed them both red cups. Welcome to the party and have some fun. Also, if you want the fuck, there's comments in the cookie jar and an empty bedroom upstairs. Bye. Kamen Rai blessed and watched the blue-haired male leave them to join another crowd of people. Talia stopped looking at Sigaraki's sweat and focused his attention to the younger man next to him. You okay, babe? Yes. You don't. You do know the whole sex thing was a lie, right? The monster scoffed. I know that. Talia chuckled. 
Let's just go have fun. What do you want to do? I want to find those who, like me, want to go home. Commander said, crossing his arms. Okay, Buzzkill, you do. You go do that. <laughs> Commander scoffed and walked away from his boyfriend. He found a couple of people who were sitting down, all the bored looks in their faces, and headed towards them. He took a seat on the couch beside them and smiled. Hi. One person turned a look at him and smiled back. Hello there. My name's Kaminari. What's yours? I'm Lilith. The girl named Lilith thought a little. Nice to meet you, Kaminari. What are you doing here at the party, Lilith? The blonde asked, taking a seat right next to her when the person who was sitting there left you who knows where. Lilith shrugged and pointed to the girl on the table where they were holding drinking games. I came with my girlfriend, but she ditched me. As you can see, I'm just sitting over here waiting for when she gets drunk and I can go home. Kaminari chuckled. Same here. I came with my boyfriend, but he knows I don't really vibe with his friends, so he just left me here to do my own thing. Boyfriend and girlfriend, am I right? Lilith giggled and drank from the red cup in her hands. I thought you weren't going to drink, the blonde asked. Lilith shook her head and smirked. Hey, just because one of us has to stay sober doesn't mean I can't drink a bit. Come on, Kaminari, let's have our own fun. Kaminari's eyes sparkled. I like you. Oh. Lilith cooed as her arm wrapped around the blonde frame. Have you and your boyfriend done it? Kaminari tilted his head to the side. I'm sure what the girl was asking. Done it? Lilith scoffed and plucked his cheek. Don't play dumb, lemon cake. I'm talking if you and your man's ever fucked. Blood rushed to the blonde's cheek, making him turn completely red. Lilith noticed and started laughing uncontrollably. Don't tell me you and your hunk of a man haven't fucked. N no, Kaminari seriously answered, gripping the red cup in his hands tightly. Oh, I'm sorry, Lilith. I didn't mean to make fun of you. Lilith flicked her hair. I was just curious is all, but for real though, why haven't you guys fucked? I don't know, Kaminari sighed. Every time we give in the mood, I always chicken out. I don't know what's wrong with me, though. Thankfully, Talia has been patient with me and doesn't rest me, but I feel like he, even he grows tired of having major boners every time we make out in. Yeah, I do not need to hear what specifically happens between you all. Come now, look at her. You asked. Not for details. Lilith made a face and took a sip from her cup. Just a simple yes or no answer. Well, have you and your girlfriend done it? The blonde asked. Wolf look at her girlfriend turned to face Kaminari again. Uh, actually... Kaminari Dinky! Huh? Both Kaminari and Wolf flew up to see Toya with a pissed off face, standing in front of them. His fist and jaw were clenched tightly, and the blonde could easily tell that so something had pissed off Toya badly. Is something wrong, Toya? Kaminari asked as he placed his cup down near the table beside him. Get the fuck up. We're leaving. Excuse me? The blonde's eyes widened the sudden tone Toya used on him. Even if he was pissed, Toya will never raise his voice at him for no reason. Something bad must have really happened. Toya grabbed Kaminari by the wrist and harshly pulled his body up. I said get the fuck up. We're fucking leaving. Hey! Lilith stood up and grinned at Toya. Truly not happy with the way her new friend was being mistreated by who she presumed was his boyfriend. What's the way you're handling him, asshole? The older rolled his eyes and spat. Mind your fucking business, you stupid bitch. Hey! 
Wolf was left alone as he watched Toya forcefully drag Kaminari out of the living room. Kaminari kept trying to break free from his boyfriend's grasp, but it was too tight on him and he couldn't. Kaminari was practically shoved into the car that was parked in the far back of and on their way home, Toya kept memoing words to himself that the blonde couldn't quite make out. The whole car ride was just silence or bits of Toya's incoherent memory. They finally arrived home, and once again, Kaminari was forcefully shoved out of the car. Toya! He cried as the owner closed the car doors and dragged him to the door of their shared apartment. Toya opened the door and pushed Kaminari inside, closing and locking the door beside him. The lights inside were off, and Kaminari couldn't see well until Toya turned the lights on, and when the blind and when the blonde faces opened, his eyes widened completely. Toya's eyes were red and puffy, as if he'd been crying. But Kaminari wondered as to what was the reason for him to be shedding tears. Toya, what's wrong? Is that why you didn't want to have sex with me? Kaminari was taken aback. What are you talking about? I should have fucking known. Toya mumbled to himself and punched the nearest wall, creating a small dent where he had punched. Toya, what are you talking about? Kaminari pressed. Even though he knew at that moment he shouldn't have, Kaminari needed to know why his boyfriend was so angry. Even if it meant picking the bear a couple of more times. What is this about me not wanting to have sex with you? are a filthy liar, Kaminari. Kaminari flinched at the sudden tone of voice used on him. He watched as Toya's eyes became glossy. What are you talking about? How am I a liar? Toya tossed his phone at Kaminari and the and the blonde hissed when the phone came in contact with his forehead. The pain rushed to Kaminari's head as he rubbed the spot gently and reached down to grab the phone from the floor. His eyes widened open as he stared at the picture on Toya's phone. It was him. It was Kaminari naked and in bed with a total stranger. The blonde stared at the image with pure horror and disbelief, his hands shaking the entire time he held the phone. Kaminari shook his head and lightly tossed the phone into the table, making sure it didn't get damaged. That is not me, Kaminari announced, and watched as Toya turned around and glared at him. I've told you countless I've told you countless of times that I am still a virgin and the person I am going to lose my virginity with with you. Toya scoffed. Don't play dumb with me, Kaminari. The person in the picture is you, and don't tell me it isn't, because I swear to God, I'll sub that face in your I'll sub that phone in your face again so you can see yourself big the dirty whore you are. Dirty whore? Kaminari grew pissed and his eyes started to get watery. Toya, that person isn't me. The picture was clearly photoshopped by someone who hates my guts and wants us to break up. I won't and never will cheat on you because I love you. Why are you being so stubborn and can't see that the picture is clearly fake? Clearly fake or clearly telling the truth, truth and exposing your ass. Toya stopped pacing in front of the door and walked towards Kaminari, gripping the car of his shirt. I finally understood why you never wanted to have sex with me. You fed me up with all those lies saying you were a virgin and didn't want to have sex with me so that I wouldn't find out that you weren't a virgin and offered yourself to whatever man you met that wasn't me. When he finished his sentence, Kaminari slept him and tears slowed down his cheek. Don't in Told me like that. When I told you I was a virgin, I was telling you the truth. I can't believe you're choosing to believe a filthy picture than the person you were with for such a long time. Toya held his burning cheek and chuckled. Believe the person I was with for such a long time. 
The older turned his head and pushed Conrad to a wall, gripping him tightly by the throat. You think you can make a fool out of me with feeding me more of your stupid fucking lies? Well, guess what, Kaminari? The only fool around here is you, thinking I'll believe you when I clearly have the proof right in front of me. Kaminari Kaminari coughed and struggled to breathe. His airway was closing, and the blonde kept trying to remove Toya's tight grip on his neck. Toya removed his hand and watched as the blonde's body slowly sink to the floor. Kamenei grossed uncontrollably for air and panted heavily as he placed a hand on his chest and the other on his throat. Talia unbuckled his pants and held the belt right on his hands. Kamenei regained his oxygen and looked up to see Talia holding the belt. His body started sicking and more tears formed in his eyes. What, what are you doing? Something you dirty of a horse to be used to. Every day, Talia started abusing him mentally and physically. Not one day will pass by in their apartment where Toya will either harass the blonde, calling him a name, and beating him up for no reason. Kaminari, each day, will go to the coffee shop with new bruises, and even though he didn't want to ask the blonde, Kirishima started to get worried. It was another day at the coffee shop, a margo or more, and Kirishima was wiping the tables clean when the bell on the door jangled. Kirishima's eyes raised in annoyance, and when he laid eyes upon the blonde, the coffee was cleaning when it fell to the floor. Countless days, Kaminari came in with bruises on his arms, but he did not expect for the blonde to come to work with bandages and impasses on his face and with a broken wrist. Kirishima gasped and fed his eyes water. He rested the blonde and asked, Kaminari, what the heck happened to you? Kirishima tur- turned his head to the side and mumbled quietly, Nothing. Kirishima's anger boiled beneath him, and this time he decided with the last draw, Don't you tell me nothing again, Kaminari Denki. You are going to tell me what exactly has been going on in the past few days, or so help me I will take you to the police myself. Upon hearing the words police, Kaminari shook his head and held onto the redhead's hands. Don't call the police! Please! Then tell me what the hell has been going on. Kamenei proceeded to tell Kirishima the whole story and events that happened. The whole time, Kirishima wanted to punch both Toya and the blonde sitting in front of him. Toya, for even having the audacity to believe such a filthy jealous lie in Kamenei, for even having the decency to stay with a man like that. Kamenei, why? The other spoke. Why do you keep staying with that asshole and hurting yourself like this? The blonde looked down and cried. I, I don't know. I want to leave, I can't, I can't leave him. Kirishima watched as Kaminari sobbed before him. He could feel how much the blonde had been suffering, but the poor child was lost, and it felt as if he couldn't do anything to escape. Kirishima wanted to help, but he didn't know how. He wasn't prepared for something like this, but he sure as hell knew that Kaminari wasn't going to stay with Telly anymore. Look, Kaminari. Kirishima lifted the blonde chins up and made him face him. Let's tell Kotsky about this and maybe he can help us with the situation. I'm sorry Kotsky can help you break free from that asshole and when he does, we'll be right here to support you with whatever you need. Kaminari didn't say anything and agreed to tell Bakugo. If only he knew that telling a searching frozen Pomeranian was not the best solution. After telling Bakugo the whole situation, 
He would keep ahead ask on his opinion to what to do with Talia and Kaminari. Bakugo didn't say anything and simply left the building, saying something along the lines of, I need to do something. Sensing something was wrong, Kirishima decided to follow him and see where exactly Bakugo was going, even though he knew deep down what exactly his boyfriend was going to do. Bakugo was in front of the apartment and door that both Talia and Kaminari started together. The anger building up inside the balloon was deadly, and Bakugo swore that if Toya didn't open the door in one second, it was going to burst in and tear the whole place down. Luckily, the door opened, and once it did, Bakugo wasted no time in punching the hell out of Toya. Toya fell to the floor and felt the blood trickle out of his nose and down through his lips. Who the hell are you? Toya growled, his anger erupting like a volcano while he stared at the blonde man standing in front of him, who just threw a good punch at him out of nowhere. Bakugo, cracking his bloody nose, smirked, the person that's going to beat your abusive ass.